the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Why was it not easy for Rebecca to become pregnant? And the Bible gives us the answer. It's because God was teaching his people that the promised blessing through the chosen seed of Abraham could not be accomplished by mere human effort. A big lesson to learn today. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse. As we conclude the week, our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely, returns us to Genesis chapter 25, and we are going to explore the life of Isaac a bit and how Jacob and Esau come out of him and Rebecca and some of the challenges that are faced there as well. Many lessons to be learned here in chapter 25, so let's jump right into it, shall we? Once again, here's Pastor Leighton Sheely and today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Now, when he was 40 years old, God selected Rebecca to be his wife, and we have every reason to believe that they were devoted to the Lord and to each other. Uh, the record indicates that Rebecca was the more aggressive of the two when it came to family matters, and perhaps that's just the kind of wife uh, that Isaac needed. Whatever his mistakes as a husband and father, this much is true, that his great distinction came from his willingness to be obedient even to death when he submitted to his father's offering him on Mount Moriah. Scripture's brief discussions or glimpses of him suggest he was of a rather quiet nature, a retiring manner. Uh, in contrast, uh, there was nothing retiring or quiet about Rebecca. Remember, she was the woman who volunteered to water 10 camels, which took at least probably some two hours of carrying hundreds of gallons uh, from a well that was several stories deep, going up and down stairs five gallons at a time to water these, uh, these 10 camels. And uh, she really was a mover and shaker. She was the one who made things happen. And uh, when Rebecca left with the caravan to marry Isaac, her family sang this blessing, Our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate them. So when Rebecca met her beloved Isaac and heard him reveal the divine promise that their offspring would be many, that his seed would be as the stars, she expected to be pregnant early and often. And that didn't happen. And so 20 years have passed. Isaac is 60 years old and Rebecca is still barren. And Ishmael, the brother, has already produced 12 sons to Isaac's none. So this situation then brings questions about the servant's trip to procure Rebecca. The, uh, when we look at it, we've realized that the servant was obeying his master and that the master was obeying God, uh, that every test that the servant placed before God in order to make sure that the one that he took home was the right one turned up positive. So there was no room for doubt. God had chosen this woman to be Isaac's wife and the mother of his children. That brings a bunch of questions. How can a sterile woman be the one who is divinely appointed or selected to carry on the promised line? 
uh, one wonders if Abraham or Isaac or the servant somehow misread some sign, mistaking it as from God. But it's very clear that this was all of God, and it was an act of God that brought Isaac and Rebekah together. And now was going to take another act of God to overcome her barrenness. And then that brings up the question, well, why was it not easy for Rebekah to become pregnant? And the Bible gives us the answer. It's because God was teaching his people that the promised blessing through the chosen seed of Abraham could not be accomplished by mere human effort. That's how it had been for Sarah. That's how it was going to be for Rachel and Leah. That was true later of the mother of Samson. It was true of Hannah, the mother of Samuel. It was true of Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, that this was not going to be accomplished by merely human effort. In fact, it culminates. The ultimate fulfillment is in the conception of the Christ child, which was completed solely and completely by God in the miraculous virgin birth by Jesus' mother, Mary. That was all God. Now, these uh, 16 verses introduce and provide essential information to introduce us to the, what, what happens in the following 10 chapters. And uh, this compact preview teaches us about God and man in a rather, uh, shall I say, morally unedifying story. Because the moral lessons that we get here do not come from observing the uh, moral virtues of Isaac, Rebekah, Jacob, or Esau, but rather from observing their faults, <clears throat> their failures. So... Uh, Jacob and Esau together dramatize the human predicament that both the saved or the elect and the unsaved are hopelessly self-centered and incapable by themselves of doing anything consistently well, consistently good. We find that Jacob is a scheming, deceiving person and Esau is a free spirit who uh, lives primarily to satisfy his fleshly appetites. Uh, Jacob and Esau also represent the two natures that war within us. Jacob represents the spirit, and Esau, the older twin brother, represents the flesh. And he's the older brother because each of us walked in the flesh before we were born again by the spirit. Now, that's an introduction. Let's look at the passage in greater detail, beginning at verse 19. This is the account of Abraham's son, Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean from Padan Aram, and sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife Rebekah became pregnant. So the first thing we discover about Isaac is that he was a man of prayer that he interceded on behalf of his wife with the Lord. And I don't think that we find that true of Abraham. His prayers opened the wombs of the Philistine women, but I don't find him praying uh, for his barren wife, Sarah. Now, also to Isaac's credit, he didn't resort to the methods that his dad did by using a surrogate wife, as his father had with Hagar, so unlike his father at this point, he was persuaded that God did not need his help. Instead, he engaged in prayer. 
And not just any kind of prayer, because the word in the original language talks about a passionate, intense prayer. It's the same word that's used in Exodus to describe Moses praying that the Lord remove the plagues. So how long did Isaac pray? Well, we know that it was 20 years between them getting married and the children coming along. And since they'd expected children often and early, it probably didn't take him very long to start praying. To realize that there was something wrong and and they needed God's help. So he may have prayed for up to 20 years. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded of, of how many stories I've heard over the years of people saying, I finally came to the Lord and I discovered or I knew that my grandma or somebody was praying for me. And they hadn't been praying a few hours or a few days or a few weeks or a few months. They had been praying for years and decades. That's fervent prayer. That's passionate prayer. That's the kind of prayer we need to engage in when we see loved ones who have not yet declared Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. That's the kind of prayer we need to engage in when people are needing God's touch in their lives. Isaac was a man of prayer. And Isaac had a right to ask God for children because of the promises God had made to his father and mother. And no doubt, many times when the family got together, guess what the conversation was about? God's promises. The stories were told again and again, and he believed it. And if Rebekah remained barren, then how could Abraham's seed multiply as the dust of the earth and stars of the heaven? And how could he, his seed become a blessing to the whole world? Isaac was concerned that God's plan for fulfilling his covenant and blessing the world through the promised Messiah. And that's what made him pray. You see, true prayer is being concerned about God's will, not our own. And it's claiming God's promises and reminding God, this is what you promised. Lord, please make it happen. Verse 22, the babies jostled each other within her, and she said, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. So there's this struggle taking place, and the Hebrew word jostled or struggled means to crush or oppress. Now, when my wife was pregnant, I'd occasionally get to see an arm or leg, you know, that it was nothing like that. It was just this, her womb had become a battleground. And uh, it was just mayhem taking place. And so she wondered, what, in, what, what is going on here? And so like her husband, she went to God to ask the answer to her, her, her perplexity. She went to inquire of the Lord. And, you know, Isaac was fortunate to have a wife who not only knew how to pray, but also wanted to know what God's will was for her and her children. And the answer that she gets from God is spoken in a poetic form. <laughs> Did you know that God is a poet? It's, it's spoken in poetic form, and it's of uh, immense significance because this warfare that was taking place in her womb was far-reaching. She learned that she was going to have twins and that they were going to become nations and they were going to divide and they were going to oppose each other. The Lord said to her, the two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. So it says that each child would produce a nation, and these two nations, Edom and Israel, would compete, but the younger 
would master the older. You know, it took almost a thousand years for part of this prophecy to be fulfilled because it wasn't until the time of David, a thousand years later, that the Israelites subjugated the Edomites. Uh, the story is found in 2 Samuel chapter 8, and all the Edomites became David's servants. You say, wait a minute, he's called Esau, why are his descendants called Edomites? Well, we're going to find the answer to that a little later in our study today. So, just as God had chosen the second born, Isaac, and not Ishmael, the firstborn, he chose Jacob, the second born, and not Esau, the firstborn. You ever notice that? There are times where God will go contrary to what you and I know of him to do in times past. But he has great reasons, and those reasons we'll explore as we pick up where we leave off today, next week. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. If you would like to visit us for worship this Sunday, we'd love to have you join us, especially if you are not involved in a church near you. For service times, directions, who we are, what we're all about, a great place to start is our website, highlands.us, highlands.us. Have a great weekend, won't you? And we'll see you back here Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.